Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Wednesday, March 15th, and I'm your host, Sonnet Hines, reporting for CJRU, 12.80am in Toronto. For our first story of the day, a recap of the Junos, including Avril Lavigne confronting a topless protester. Then, a hundred people were killed in Storm Freddy in Mozambique and Malawi. After, a Winnipeg family was told their loved one was dying, only to find out it was not her. So with all this news, let's get started. The Canadian Music Awards show The Junos took place on Monday. Giving out prizes for TikTok Juno Fan Choice Award, Album of the Year, Breakthrough Artist of the Year, Rap Album EP of the Year, and Contemporary R&B Recording of the Year. The weekend has the second most Juno Awards after winning Album of the Year on Monday. The show also featured Nickelback's introduction to the Canadian Canadian Hall of Fame and a 50th anniversary tribute to hip-hop in the country. But an incident at the end of the evening overshadowed the event. Avril Lavigne won the last award of the night, the TikTok Juno Fan Choice Award. In her speech, she referred to the weird moment that occurred when a topless protester showed up on stage behind her. A message was written on her back that said, Save the Green Belt, according to CBC News. This references the controversial development plan being made by the Ontario government. Levine turned, telling the woman to get off the stage before security showed up. The woman, Casey Hartley, was charged Tuesday with mischief in regards to the incident. A spokesperson for the Canadian Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, Caras, responsible for the Junos, said, We hope tonight's brief disruption doesn't take away from the accomplishments of this year's performers, winners, and nominees. Mozambique and Malawi were hit by a storm, Storm Freddy, which resulted in over a 100 people being killed and many being injured. The storm left destruction as it went through southern Africa for the second time in a month this past weekend. Freddy is one of the strongest storms recorded in the southern hemisphere, according to the World Meteorological Organization. The storm ripped the roofs off of buildings and brought widespread flooding. The total number of those killed in the storm is now at 136. Many of those who were injured came from falling trees, landslides, and flash floods. A lot of homes are mud houses with tin roofs. So the roofs fall on people's heads, said Marion Picari, country director of Doctors Without Borders. Peter Kalela, a police spokesperson, said that rescue teams had been looking for people in Chilobe and Nidrand, two of the most affected areas, where it was still raining on Monday and, and many residents still do not have power. Malawi's national security company, Egneco, said the power capacity was unstable and had experienced total system shutdowns twice on Monday. Scientists have said fossil fuel-driven climate change is making tropical storms stronger. A Winnipeg family was told their loved one was dying, but then learned it was not her in the hospital. When Bianca Beauregard got a call last Friday that her sister overdosed, and wasn't expected to survive, she was hysterical. 
But hours later, when family members visited Health Sciences Center to say goodbye, they found out the woman on life support was not their loved one. My sister, she was saying goodbye, and my family was in there doing a prayer. And she went to go hold my sister's hand, and the woman had none of the same tattoos that my sister had, said Beauregard. Beauregard said she received many calls from the hospital that day because she's her sister's next of kin. She said her family began showing staff pictures to prove the patient was not who they thought it was. Beauregard was listening on the phone as the situation unfolded. A spokesperson for Shared Health said they regret that this error caused pain for both affected families. Beauregard said, I want to see the hospital be held accountable for their actions. The family was able to get in touch with the sister and they now know she's okay. That is all with Top Stories. Here's Samina. Hello listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. Warning. The content in this segment may be distressing to listeners. Discretion is advised. March is Women's History Month. 2023 is the 31st anniversary of the celebration. A month to learn about the contributions made by women throughout history and the milestones they've achieved. I'm going to confess something. I was not a historical fiction fan. I just never gravitated toward the genre. Fiction? Absolutely. The possibilities are endless. But for some reason, I just never read historical fiction. Until one book changed my reading habits. More than that, I learned that at the end of the book, after the author's note and acknowledgements, you have the inspiration. This includes the historical facts about who or what inspired the novel and the research the author conducted to write the novel. The title of the book is The Nightingale. The author is Kristen Hanna. Let me warn you, this novel is engrossing. I really struggle to stop reading it and go to sleep, eat, get ready for work. It is extremely well written, thoughtful, honest, heartbreaking, and beautiful. She writes about two sisters and their efforts during World War II, as well as the efforts of other brave people who helped save hundreds of lives during the occupation. This was my first novel by Kristen Hanna. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but it is easily one of the best books I've read. At the opening, we are in Oregon in 1995. We meet an unnamed woman. Her cancer has returned, and to ease her son, she is moving to a retirement home. She is surveying her house to decide what she wants to bring and finds the chest she's hidden in her attic. She opens it and starts to face the secret she's kept hidden. We then travel back to France in 1939 and meet two sisters, Vienne and Isabelle. Their mother died when they were children. Their father changed after serving in the First World War. After the death of his wife, his only companion became bottles of brandy. He sent his daughters away. Vienne and Isabelle have been at odds ever since. Vienne met and fell in love with Antoine at 14, got pregnant at 16, and was gifted a home by her father to be rid of her. She has been living there with her daughter Sophie and Antoine and working as a school teacher. She is a rule follower. Isabel is the exact opposite. Rebellious says whatever's on her mind and doesn't conform to any standard. Their world is upended when Germans march into Paris. Isabel, having been kicked out of yet another finishing school, is told to live with Vienne in Le Jardin. 
Seeing the horror on her journey, she knows what's to come and wants to fight. Vianne struggles with reconnecting with her estranged sister, having ignored her for nearly a decade, and her husband being drafted. She believes the government will protect them and thinks Isabel is exaggerating about what's to come. After saving a downed British pilot, Isabel is drafted into the resistance. She leaves Le Jardin and starts working to deliver messages and eventually helps airmen travel from France to Spain to freedom. Vianne is stuck living on rations and dealing with a German soldier who is billeting in her home. She learns too late about what is happening and finds herself breaking the rules to help save Jewish children. If either sister is found, they will be killed. Their efforts were inspired by real women who helped save hundreds of lives. For those of you wondering, this was not the book that inspired my enjoyment of historical fiction. That was The Words I Never Wrote by Jane Thin, another story about the actions of two sisters during World War II. I hope you have the chance to read both books. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at CGRU1280. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. It is time to wrap up today's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next Wednesday with some more news at Morning Mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow. It's CGRU1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Sonnet Hines. Thanks for listening.